Hello, everybody, and welcome to You Got a Friend of Me, a Randy Newman podcast. My name is Tristan Miller. Um, I'm the idiot that's responsible for this whole thing. And with me today is... Matt Storrs, who doesn't think you're an idiot. I know you don't, um, but agree to disagree. No. I'm, I'm I refuse in, to agree. <laughs> I'm a, an idiot in the classical sense, like Dostoevsky. Yeah. What is, it, what is that book about? Is so, I, so <laughs> I, I did not know it was the, that type of podcast. Okay, <laughs> no, it's uh, fine. <laughs> well, let me just go back to my English major for a little bit. <laughs> I think uh, loss, emptiness, mostly loneliness. I think I I don't know the any of those English majors out there. Why don't you uh, yeah, tweet. sound it's a tweet at a tweet at us? Let us know what you think that actually is about. Can I tell you the only frame of reference that I have for the idiot is that it inspired the title of Steve Martin's The Jerk. Right. I guess I, so I ha, I did read it last year. Hmm. Uh, it was, uh, well, I listened to it. Um, um, not, uh, Michael Sheen uh, did it. Huh. Uh, but it was the abridged version. And it's basically how, it's very similar in a lot of ways if you've seen Being There. Uh, okay, so it's uh, Peter Sellers, but it's you know somebody that is an idiot who just integrates into society, and then everybody's like, "Oh, he's interesting, and he's, op- you know, he's fun, and uh, you know, has positive thoughts." And then very it, much like me, <laughs> yeah. And then oh, as time progresses, it's very Russian in that, like I believe they. Uh, he gets to some degree exploited and uh, people manipulate him and stuff like that. Uh, but he doesn't realize that it's happening to him. So it's very much less uh, positive than the jerk or mm. being there in a lot of ways. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I do. Uh, but again, that's also the abridged version. Uh-huh. So there's like 90% of the book is cut out. <laughs> A Several words. Yeah, several words. So I may not have the best uh, frame of reference for it. Okay. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, hey, we got a whole brand new podcast. And, <laughs> you know, it does kind of relate to the, the the topic of um, the song. Yeah, it does. Um, before we get into that a little bit more, um, besides thinking I'm not an idiot, what do you who what do? You do? What are you oh, oh, about? Oh, well, yes. Uh, I am Matt Storrs. I am a comedian, a storyteller. I have a one-person show called Portly Lutheran Know-It-All, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be in a number of festivals throughout the summer and the rest of the year. Yeah, that's it's a good show. I've seen it. Thank you. you. Can believe I appreciate it. it. Thank you. Um, but yeah, the the song you've chosen is I Want Everyone to Like Me. I want everyone to like me. I want everyone to like me real bad. Why? Well, you know, I was a young lad and I, I had a desire for everyone to like me i see and so for somebody to come out and you know be clear about it and say you know oh yeah i want everybody to like me I'm like oh i can really connect to that and then you know also put a kind of a humorous spin on it which is like yeah like the recognition of like this is probably not the healthiest mindset to be in mm-hmm. but 
I very much was of that uh, ilk, so to speak, of like, oh, yeah, I, I do too many things to make people like me. Like come on to podcasts. Well, I don't necessarily <laughs> think that coming on to a podcast is something I'm doing so you'll like me more. Or, uh, well, I guess I have gone on to other podcasts so people would like me. There, I had this big thing for a while where I would go on to people's podcasts. Go, go ahead. Sorry. Sometimes, you you know, you've finished a sentence for somebody. He's like, I had this big thing for a while and then you got circumcised. And yeah. Then, yeah, Kevin, yeah, exactly. Ugh. And the, the doctors were very concerned. <laughs> and... But I, for a while, I would go on to people's podcasts when they were very early on in the mm. podcast, like first episode or two, kind of like the test out episodes. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, well, I'm coming on here. I don't necessarily want to be on this. But hey, you know, I like you. I, you know, I want to establish a new friendship with you. And, you know, for a lot of uh, straight men, uh, <laughs> podcasts are the way in which you form connections uh, I've found so I'm like okay I want to have more straight male friends in my life I guess so this is how I'm gonna do it uh, and then you do it and then they realize part of the way through the podcast that it's like oh no either the podcast isn't going to work or I don't want to be friends with this person oh, they are no. trying too hard and uh, then it's like you know maybe I should not bring a batch of brownies over to the podcast where you know they're doing sound effects half the time, and I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't, uh, yeah, this isn't my people. Uh, uh-huh. So, I I can understand that. I started too many podcasts because I was like, if I make a weekly obligation for someone to come to my home, we will eventually become friends. Because you right. can't just show up, record, and leave. I mean, you can, but who does that? Oh yeah, I mean, it's a better, it's a better. Well, I don't know if it's better actually. I think that. A similar thing that I've done is the offer of like workmanship or what have you. So like helping people put up shelves and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not the best at it. I have a level, I think, and I can do it. Uh, But mostly I'm coming over because I want to hang out with you. For sure. Um, And like, I know how to do certain things. Uh, But like, for instance, that's transcended into like going over. I was once booked on a show for like a like a college house party kind of show and going. It was, you know, nice young men uh, that were renting this place down at the YMCA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, they had the quintessential bathroom that was, you know, the things were loose and there was leaks and i was just like well you know i have a car with a toolbox and so well i other people were performing i went out to my car i got some tools and i fixed stuff in their bathroom and then talked to them on like part of my set was just talking about proper home care <laughs> to make sure you can maintain and establish uh you're to get your security deposit back because it's just very minor maintenance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think it was necessarily the funniest thing that those uh, college students had ever seen. But I'd like to think that like they liked me more mm. for those acts of service. <laughs> for sure. When was the, the first time you heard this song? Uh, I'd say probably... Yeah, what what year did it come out? 1999. 1999. Okay, so yeah, definitely like a middle school... Uh, sort of situation uh, with that and yeah definitely yeah well I was you know going let's see it probably was 
yeah, in 2000, 2001, I would assume then. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, yeah, I was in middle So, yeah, probably maybe fifth grade. If I'm, I definitely remember listening to it, like, somewhat ironically uh in middle school like in seventh grade when i was starting to get people to like me uh, mm-hmm. and being like oh i'm hanging out with the popular the new one of the new popular boys in school and then because of that other people are talking to me now mm-hmm. and i don't have to like eat weird stuff that everybody puts together um i was one of those kids um but i'm like yeah this is fine this is none of this is poison I'm going to be fine. You put you put french fries on pizza. That's good. You put ranch on top of that. I don't like ranch, but I'll eat it. And then you put like jelly on top of that. Weird, but fine. Now, here's the thing. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you don't know about that. Okay. No, you, because you, I was homeschooled. Oh, right. Okay. So, so we just had a home-cooked meal. <laughs> okay. See, that's nice. So sometimes uh, children will think that they're pulling pranks on people mm-hmm. by making them do things that are seen as disgusting oh i see but ultimately like, none of what they're doing is actively disgusting because they're they don't have the ability to pull weird things so like the weirdest <laughs> thing somebody would have like i think we had like like you know so they would have pizza and then you would add things on top of the pizza sure. so like i had like pizza with hummus on it and i'm like That's... okay but people at, at christian middle school oh sure, oh god sure, they can't sure. have hummus what is hummus hummus is this weird it's thing. what jesus ate what are you right? talking about uh, it, yep <laughs> and so lots of stuff like that like chocolate syrup on stuff that shouldn't be on it oh okay. uh, like mixing milk with chocolate syrup with grape jelly with all these things and it's like oh you're gonna drink it all that's disgusting and it's like yeah it tastes very sugary and i just made ten dollars so it's <laughs> made ten dollars perfect you have you are getting fewer calories your bones are not as strong because you're not getting your milk and I have $10. I, I will be richer and stronger than you forever. Exactly. All right. Um, had you heard any of Randy Newman's stuff before? Oh, definitely. I, you know, was... My family grew up with... You know, my my dad is very much a like uh, Beach Boys person. Oh, sure. And so I think that it's not necessarily the biggest leap from the Beach Boys to get to Randy Newman. Uh, in a lot of like the weirdly th- they're both california rock right uh so i think i don't think it's the biggest jump mm-hmm. uh to get there and so yeah it was you know around the house and stuff like that a lot of times it like in the car it would come on it'd be like oh, yeah we'll keep that on and uh so yeah i think that's kind of where i came from it okay and then was it like did you have a like any strong positive or negative reaction because a lot of people hear like his voice and are like, what the hell is happening? I think that I liked it. I was very much a kid, especially at that time, who was, I'm going to do um, impressions and <laughs> voices. Uh, so, you know, I had, you know, a Jimmy Stewart impression. I had an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. I had a Christopher Walken. I had all the things that people mm-hmm. do when they're like, I'm an impressionist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like... Okay. Yeah. Uh, and did you do you have a bunch of anchor phrases that you just consistently repeat every three sentences? Yeah, sure you do. <laughs> and uh, so uh, 
but with Randy Newman, it was like, oh, this is something that is unique and uh, somewhat different. But like, if you are able to do that impression, somebody's going to get it in the class, even if it's just the teacher. Mm-hmm. And I was never good at it, uh, especially back then. Um, my voice was significantly higher than it is now. And so uh, I did not, I don't think I did a great job, but it was a very fun thing to kind of emulate. You know what happens next, right? What happens? Are you going to do yours? No, I'm going to ask you to do yours because that's a segment on the podcast. Oh, great. Yeah, you can. um, Normally, I play the piano. Do you want me to play? I can play You Got a Friend in Me for you to sing along or Short People, which. uh... Uh, Probably You Got a Friend in Me. I know better. Okay. Let me. I'm going to crank this piano all the way. See if it even gets picked up. I'm going to bust my wrist doing this. Um... Please be careful. Yeah, it's going to be very Kermit-esque. Kafka-esque? Kermit-esque. I have no idea when to come in. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. You got a friend in me. Something else is in the song. I don't really know what to say. Woody and Buzz are gonna hang out and eventually become friends. Oh, friend and me. Perfect. No notes. 100%. <laughs> that was the uh, original version of the song. Yeah, when you were try, he was trying to come up with it. Right. He they gave him the script, the the general <laughs> outline of where it was going. Uh, there was a whole section on Rex, but then you know, yeah, they, they had uh, to they had to cut that. There was a great interview with him, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, when they sat me down to do that, they're like emphasize the friendship," and he goes, "Okay, I'll just sing that three times." <laughs> and that's what happened. Thank you very much for indulging me. With Absolutely, that. I'm happy to do it. <laughs> um, so the song you've chosen, we've mentioned it before, is I Want Everybody to Like Me. Um, and I'm going to pull the lyrics up on my phone. And it's um, a really pathetic song, right? Yeah, it's very sad uh, overall. Yeah. Um, and it's, and well, I think that the thing is it, it kind of touches on that insecurity of like recognizing having that insight about yourself mm-hmm. of like yeah i want people to like me and a lot of my decisions are not good <laughs> so the first stanza is i want everyone to like me i want everyone to like me real bad i want everyone to approve of me because if they disapprove me of me it makes me feel so sad pretty you know clear setup and then it goes i want to res- earn the respect of my peers even if it takes a hundred years, I'd like to find out where they are, by the way, and I would run to embrace them. I'm only kidding. I'm actually really very modest once you get to know me. So there's like a little old joke here as if he does not have any peers. He's superior to everybody. Right. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think that it's the a degree of defensiveness mm. of like, oh, yeah, I'm showing my insecurities but oh hey i'm actually very cool uh and again another thing that uh, a middle school matt would very much identify with as somebody who is like oh yeah i'm 
like the facade of insecurities i think that we you know as we age we it becomes clear that that's going on Mm -hmm. but like when you when you can recognize it in like a middle schooler it's very very funny because it's like oh they're trying to make jokes and like do things to make people like them but then whenever they're any amount of pushback it just you revert back to like oh yeah like i'm cool i'm nonchalant i don't care about anything it's like you care too much um you are going home and somebody mentioned something about a professional wrestler somebody mentioned something about an anime you're going home and doing all the research you can possibly can on those two things so you can come back the next day to talk about those things with that person they're like yeah i just briefly mentioned that Mm -hmm. i don't actually know and it's like cool okay well i have two hours of research on both of those things and i can literally recite all of it uh what other things do you like uh okay so what what do you think you might talk about tomorrow (laughs) what do you think you might talk about tomorrow is very funny uh yeah i agree um that that makes sense to me and then he goes on to sing a house of the little land little someone to lend a hand little money set aside god then i would be satisfied want someone to tell me one time honey you don't look so well why don't you lie down for a couple years and i'll look after things um so that's kind of the next section so he's kind of moving into this fantasy where he has like some sort of security right right and i think that that's kind of like a familial security you know Mm -hmm. relationship security sort of thing of like oh if you are everybody likes you they can rely on you Mm. and then you know, you can provide safety and security to them, which I think is the, one of the underpinnings of that sort of mental uh, desire. Yeah. I also feel like the line, you know, I want someone to tell me one time, honey, you don't look so well. Why don't you lie down for a couple of years and I'll look after things. It's so indicative of like, I'm trying so hard all the time. I just want one person to pay attention and go, hey, you're really, <laughs> really working yourself here. Why don't you just calm right hell down and then it goes into this weird place it says right. <laughs> a grown-up woman would be nice now wait a minute uh i'd like to flip her over once or twice find out what her, makes her tick so that's just like i would i would love to have sex once in my life is kind of how i read that yeah right? again yeah some friends to call my own god knows that's oh <laughs> hey bud are you okay <laughs> you good a family and a home, a couple kitties at my side, keep me fat and satisfied. Um, I want everyone to like me. That's one thing I know for sure. I want everyone to like me because I'm a little insecure. So he admits it by the end of it, but he it feels like it's mostly not only like I want everybody to like me, I would just like a normal life for five seconds, right? By right. the end of it. And... How related do you think those two things are? Like, because they they seem not disparate to me, but they seem like two separate desires in my mind. Yeah, I think that they are two different desires in a lot of ways, but I think that they're they have hooks into one another Mm -hmm. because I think that the idea of wanting everybody to like you and then basically it's the idea I want everybody to like me. And then I also want to be satisfied, truly Mm. to be satisfied with where I am 
I've transcended past the point of like, oh, every I, I accept that everybody likes me. And so all of these things, once everybody likes me, I'm going to get all these things. All of these things are going to be there mm. because everybody likes me and the world I have created has uh, come to pass. But it's like, well, no, part of getting those things is to recognize in yourself what you like about yourself and mm-hmm. everything like that. And uh, I think that that's, uh, you know, what, you know, the the crux of it being an insecurity is mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you want all of these things, but the method to get to that is not correct <laughs> sure. because if you're trying to get people to like you, you're not, people aren't going to be, you know, flipping over in front of you. <laughs> For sure. It's almost like a reverse hierarchy of needs. Like, right. He's he's trying to reverse engineer success. Right. I have another question. How sincere do you think this song is? Uh, I think that it's probably, you know, I think it's. I I think that it is, you know, fundamentally founded in humor. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's probably some degree of Mr. Newman uh, feeling some degree of insecurity and recognizing it in himself of Not like Mr. Newman. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Newman. Uh, uh, Mr. Randy, is that better? Uh, <laughs> no, it's infinitely worse. So Mr. Randy is very worried, uh, yeah, probably about like some of the choices that he's made in terms of you know his career or anything like that or his relationships. And you know, you you dig down into it and you're like, oh, a lot of the decisions, a lot of the things that I've done, you know, may not have been you know whatever and then you extrapolate from there and you know, make it but so i think that there is some tinge of truth in mm-hmm. there but you know it is uh it is planted in a soil of humor yeah it is i feel like a lot of his work is like is he joking or not right you know um musically does this appeal to you not just lyrically like it's kind of got those like classic randy newman you know seven chords but there's also like a, a church organ going on right yeah, I think that it is a fun little song, and I think that the church organ, you know, especially, you know, where I was when I first heard it, probably, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like a fun song that evokes the idea of my Christian upbringing and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I think that there's aspects of that that I uh, probably identified with. There's also kind of a, I want to say it's almost a mandolin. There's like, it's almost a Django Reinhardt sort of swing to it, Mm -hmm. which is. It's got some pep. It's got some pep. And it's, that's kind of, I think, inherently funny with the, the neediness of the song. Right. It's like. (laughs) Well, what's, what all can we add to this to make it fun and exciting? Yeah. Without saying no, you know? Yeah. Because like, I'm sure there's a, he did these beautiful series of albums when it's just him at a piano. Right. And it's when he's much older, and I'm sure this song, I actually have heard that version. It's a lot sadder if it's just right. an old man at a piano going, right. I want everyone to like me. I can imagine. Ugh. Whereas, like, there's, like, it's, you know, it's got a bit of an upbeat tempo. And so I think there's kind of something inherently funny that way um, about it. But it also came out, like we said, in 99, which is kind of in the middle of his career. Right. And so his voice is also kind of shot at this point, mm-hmm. which I do think adds like a level of gravitas to it of like, he's not an old, old man, but he's right. not. It, it's again, more, path- it's more pathetic because he's like, well, as a 40 year old, 
surely you've moved past this. Right. And it's almost like a weird, maybe I'm reading too much. And it's almost a cautionary tale of like, hey, <laughs> these feelings don't necessarily go away unless right. you like acknowledge them. But yeah. That's all I got on that. Okay. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good little song. It's a good little yeah. song. It's only three minutes. Can I tell you, one of my favorite things about Randy, mm-hmm. generally, no more than three minutes is songs. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Randy knows what he's doing. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> <sighs> um, I, I know I asked you, had you listened, do you remember the first time you ever had heard Randy? Or it was, you said it was just kind of always a little bit around the home. Yeah, a little bit around the home, mostly in the car. Okay. Uh, I would say uh, so like in the home it was like a lot of classical music and then like stuff we would have I guess yeah we had like radios like my brothers mm-hmm. would have that but that was more like traditional rock music and rap uh, and so I'd say probably like driving around the car uh, like to school probably okay uh, so because we w- were starting to like burn CDs and like trade CDs amongst one another do you still listen to the song I've it's in you know my uh, like songs on sure. the various apps, uh, but uh, yeah, so it's not necessarily one that I go to super regularly. But like sometimes it's like oh I'm like oh you know I would like to listen to Randy Newman today, and it's it's gonna come on that you know I'm gonna jump to it then. Okay, that that makes sense. Do you do you feel like your relationship to the song is you know how much has it changed from first hearing it as a young person to now? Uh, I think that it's uh, my mentality is that I should have paid more attention uh, mm. because the mm. part of the reason why I identified with it so much is that, yeah, that's what I was going through. And that's kind of a tenant of my personality uh, and, you know, being able to have it and address it in a humorous way at that time. And mm. then like, you know, provide an objective perspective of myself probably would have provided a little bit more insight mm-hmm. um, but then uh, as time has progressed I realized like oh yeah okay eventually I got there I have a good idea about who I am um, that is ever developing and changing but it is definitely not rooted in that uh, that degree of insecurity that is articulated in the song okay well that's the song, everybody. Fantastic. <laughs> where, where, where can people find you if they, they happen to like this one? Absolutely. And you should. Oh, thank you. Uh, I can be found on all the social medias at MT Stores. That's M-T-S-T-O-R-R-S. Uh, it's Matt Stores, uh, like the town in Connecticut, uh, or the old man of store in the UK, I believe, uh, which is a big rock that's uh, kind of pointy. Uh, it's a good screensaver if you're looking for a screensaver or a background image of your desktop. It's very scenic. And uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, basically it. Uh, okay. So thank you. Yeah. Happy to have you. Thank you for doing the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me.